five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. But anyway, look at this our this this ad. I really like it because look at the focus on her. I love the forehand right at the beginning. So you know, the forehand is just oh. I don't know if it would have been in because it doesn't look like it has enough topspin. But just look at this man. Here she comes. Wham. <laughs> and the point is, from Nike, the point is that uh, I think, and it's a good point, that sports gives you an like a different reality. You just have to turn off everything else and play the sport. And uh, she's doing that. She's training hard. And, um, you know, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch without any words. I mean, except the stuff in the background, which are kind of negative. <clears throat> okay, so let's get off. Let's get over to the real news. PDF. Okay, and that was the ad of the day. And we were talking about that. And now I have to get back here. Okay. From Amy Houston. And this kind of explains it. So I'll post this up on the uh, up on the show notes. Everybody can get show notes down here at WDMA.org. You just go over there and subscribe. It's free, and that's where you get it. Also, you should note that if you want to participate live, it's you know, LinkedIn keeps fiddling with this stuff. So try to get over to YouTube, and then you'll at least get consistent notifications when I light it up, which is pretty much near 10 every morning. Um, okay, so yesterday I talked about an article on authenticity, how to design for authenticity. I was a little disappointed because it didn't have many examples. And um, the author, Caroline Jerome, I think it was, uh, cited this article from a couple of years ago, and so did Mark, or so did uh, Tom Fishburne. So uh, here's the article that they cited that said basically that the main way to get authenticity, this is the part I wanted to get to and didn't yesterday, was user-generated content. I think that's kind of what this show is. <laughs> I'm just a user. <laughs> okay, 1,500 consumers and 150 marketing people um, from three continents. Um and they said, you know, consumers, 90% of consumers said authenticity is important. But, um, and marketers said 83% was very important. And, uh, but, and 92% of marketers think that they're being authentic. But only 51%, 51% said less than half of brands actually create content that is authentic. And the takeaway this is really good. The takeaway, and this is from the, the Stackla um, survey, who actually conducted the survey, and I'll post that, but it's not that, it isn't that much beyond what this article says, so I'll post it anyway. Um, <laughs> half of consumers believe that half of the brands aren't authentic, okay? That's a kind of a tough number to get your arms around. Uh, or your head around. Okay, so how can marketers be off base? Well, most of it is that they that consumers are two and a half times more likely to say that user-generated content is authentic 
Marketers, on the other hand, are two times more likely to say brand-created content is authentic. And that is the puzzle. So consumers like reviews. Consumers like, they like to hear from other consumers. I was in the, I was in the Piggly Wiggly this week and I bought some beer and I said there was a young man in there buying beer I said what are you buying and he said what he was buying and I said well I used to buy that but they got a little bit too controversial for me so now I buy this other kind of beer and it's half the price and it tastes about the same to me he said good point <laughs> that was user-generated content <laughs> so anyway Think about how you can generate user content. That's a real puzzle. And some brands really work hard at it. You know, send us you with our brand of snack food on in weird places or something. You know, the University of Wisconsin does that. Every My daughter went to the top of Mitsu, Michu, Machu Picchu. Um, or the actually, there's another mountain that you can look down on Machu Picchu. She climbs the top of it. They're getting altitude sickness and you know all this stuff, and she jumps up and down in a in a Wisconsin Badger bib overalls with a funny hat, a funny thing on. I think she got an award for that one. But you know that's brand. That's a brand. The University of Wisconsin is a brand, believe it or not. Bucky Badger, it's a big deal, and they regularly in their newsletters put out to alumni and such, put out these crazy pictures. And my daughter had a, a great one. Wish I knew where that one was. Anyway, so marketers feel pressure to produce more content, but aren't investing in content consumers seek. That's why I wanted to get to this. I wanted to repost this thing, right? Because marketers say producing or sourcing enough engaging visuals is a top content challenge, especially because they want to use... <laughs> use they want to use shutter shutterfly or shutter shutters anyway they want to use stock photography instead of something that is authentic uh, you know so many publications in marketing just slap some some uh and i'm sure somebody thinks about what's the best the what's the best image but they're all just stock photography and you think anything would be better than this a case study an example a mailer okay Six, 67% of marketers are planning to increase their use of brand, brand content photos and video in 2019, although only 15% of consumers say that's the type of content they most want to see from brands. So what kind of content do I want to see? User-generated content. Figure that out. Have a contest. It's not that hard. Have some fun. Which brings me to, uh, which, yeah, Oh, here's an here's 89% like talking about destinations. I used to be the t the top uh, tra trip advisor in my county and then in my town, and they just kept sending me stupid, uh, you know, automated messages, the same one over and over and over. And finally, I thought, why am I doing this? You know, why am I building their brand? And I worked really hard at it. And uh, finally, I just stopped 100% because they never gave me anything for it. And they should have. I had, I don't know, 100, 150 reviews up there with pictures and all kinds of, you know, I did a good job. Anyway, destinations, restaurant dining, you know, 
Okay, so anyway, let's go on. So this was a really interesting article, and I don't know if I'm going to get to the, the one article I really wanted to get to today, but we'll get to it eventually. Laughing all the way to the bank, three ways humor helps brands sell. Really, really interesting. And it starts out with my very favorite book, Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins, which is available for free at scientificadvertising.com, all one word. Uh, I highly recommend it. I got the, I paid extra $10 and got the audio book and I've listened to it a few times. David Ogilvie said, nobody should be allowed to have anything to do with advertising until they've read this book seven times. So I need to do it again. I do it every year about this time, uh, lately. And so, uh, it's really, really a great book, but Hopkins famously said, don't treat your subject lightly. Don't lessen respect for yourself or your article by any attempt at frivolity. People do not patronize a clown. There are two things about which people should not joke. One is business and one is home. An eccentric picture may do serious damage. One may gain attention by wearing a fool's cap, but he would ruin his selling prospects. So that's the most quoted piece of scientific advertising, which I didn't really remember because there's a lot of other good stuff in it. So there was a, this is a really, really, it's a kind of a scary, uh, a scary graph it shows this you know this this century and it shows that ha more than half the ads used to have humor or be lighthearted and it's about even and then suddenly in 2004 it crisscrossed and now it's dramatically down where ads do not include humor and scott adams says that people just don't have a sense of humor people are losing their sense of humor i just saw an uh, a headline for babylon b they said help us Fight for the right to tell jokes. You know, you go watch uh, Don Rickles or somebody. You watch any comedian from 20, 30, 40 years ago. You'll be shocked. You know, uh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> watch him. <laughs> he tells so. It's so funny. You know, or uh, or uh, what's his name? The, the guy who does the germs. Anyway, you know, my head is, like I said, I'm a little fogged today. I admit it. But there's so many good comedians from years and years ago, and man, they would they would they would be drummed right out of social media if they told those jokes today. Uh, anyway, I won't go try and I don't because I don't listen to that many, I don't miss listen to that many uh, comedians anymore. But here's where the article changes, and this is really great. Okay, so then he says the authors say from assertion to analysis. Okay, when you start looking at the facts, the story changes. Funny ads tend to be more effective. What you want is you want a funny ad with user-generated content. There, Tom, there's a tip for you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you'll do a great cartoon. I'll reach out to you and message you uh, and, and tell you <laughs> tell you this one. Funny ads with user-generated content. This is We're packaging it up here. We're tossing you a softball, Tom. Anyway, so Martin Eastland did a, a professor of marketing uh, in Frankfurt, did a big study, and there's a lot of little numbers on the article. Again, go to, to WDMA.org and you get the whole thing. But basically it said that most sizable effects were the link between humorous ads and improved attention. And if you saw Wednesday's show, Aldi, the Aldi Kevin, 
Kevin the Carrot ad was judged in the UK as the most effective Christmas ad. And it has tons of humor in it. It is so funny. you got to watch it multiple, multiple times to catch all the little nuances of it. It's really, really good. And if you go back to Wednesday's show, the whole the whole uh, commercial is in there. So that's a, a tip for you. And it was a good show. Um, Les Bonnet or Bonnet uh, did a similar study. They analyzed 243 campaigns and 118 campaigns that used humor. And once again, the humorous ones tended to be more effective. And here's there's anyone who has successfully coaxed a toddler to eat their food by pretending the spoon is an airplane or a car. Here you go. Will know if you can disarm, you can persuade. Some keep it playful. People like it this way and it works. Prioritize humor when trying to encourage people to consider unpalpable topics. And one of the greatest examples of that is Geico, silly commercials, and a clear message, and Allstate with the guy always mayhem. I hope that's Allstate. It could be State Farm. I always get them mixed up. But anyway, it the mayhem guy, it's always funny, but it's scary because it's so true. And a lot of those, and even farmers has, you know, some of the claims they make. So when you have an uncomfortable topic, humor is a great, a great avenue to, to get people to think about it a little bit. Okay, so that's a good one. Uh, secondly, you consider humor if you want to convey a point that might be considered offensive. If communicated directly. Now, in this day and age, it will be considered offensive. So you're going to have to stand by your guns on that one. Uh, David Abbott said, things you can't say literally can often be said laterally. That's how we do it on here. That's how we do it on this show. We use innuendo. You might not know about what Australia is doing to the number one tennis player in the world. You might want to look it up. Google it. Third, humor is a brilliant way of getting people to engage with a brand that people feel isn't for them. Not sure about that one. Doesn't really have, but the only reason, oh, here, this is great. The conclusion was worth the price of admission. The only reason people don't buy from clowns, said Winston Fletcher, is clowns don't generally sell things. Except Ronald McDonald and the Burger King King. And, you know, there's enough examples of clowns that are very effective selling stuff. So have a great day. Like and share. See, I did better today. Uh, Your friends will know you're smart. I always wonder. Comment on that. If you made it to the end here, comment on what do you think of that line. uh, That your friends will know you're smart if you share this. I don't get too many shares. So maybe you don't care that your friends think you're smart. Give it a go. See what happens. Share it every day. Say, this is worth listening to. I saw Scott Egenhaus shared it yesterday or the day before because I mentioned him. See, now I mention him again. (laughs) You're stuck now, Scott. Have a great day. Bye-bye.